Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study. I'm so happy that you're here today. I want to invite you to grab your Bible and open it up and join with me today as we're going to be talking about the subject of the power of thankfulness for the fulfillment of personal prophecies. Praise God. And by the way, as we have a thankful heart towards the Lord, you'll realize that this is not only essential in the fulfilling of personal prophecies, but can also unlock the realm of mighty miracles taking place in your life. Today, we're going to start in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2. We're going to be in verse 9 in just a moment, but let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we go into your word, we ask once again for your Holy Spirit to bring illumination so that our eyes can see, our ears can hear spiritually what it is that you are unveiling to us. Let us walk in your kingdom principles and enjoy the wonderful results that it produces. Now, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. We all agree and say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me give you a little reminder that our Israel tour registration for our May 2022 Israel tour is active. If you want to visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org, you'll see this slider and you'll see the header for the registration sign up to go to Israel. Along with me and my wife, we're going to have a great time and we would love for you to come. Praise the Lord. It's going to be fantastic. Now, as we're going to jump into today's message, let me say that we have had truly a very, very powerful Pentecost time together. The Feast of Pentecost has been very, very special. And for all of you that sowed into the television ministry that we have called Pure Gold, I just want to say thank you for making it extraordinary. And um, it has been literally supernatural, the harvest that has come in. And this allows us to go forward in the expansion of global television outreach. Thank you so much for being a part of that. And of course, there's actually still giving coming in as people, uh, some people were mailing their giving in and uh, any any contributions, any offerings towards the Pentecost offering, well, we, were, we are still happy, of course, to receive them. Even if it's a little bit past Pentecost, we will still continue to pray over every one of those special offerings. But thank you, because we focused our faith on the open window of heaven, the supernatural portal that the feast bring. And I tell you what, it has been extraordinary. And I'm just very, very thankful for what the Lord has done. And I know that when the Lord does great things, he works so often through his people. And that would be so many of you that are watching. Thank you for making it very, very special, memorable. And I believe also that during this Pentecost season, that the Lord has spoken to many of you and has pulled back the curtain some more, uh, has lifted the veil uh, further for you to see with clarity the path of blessing that God has for you, the inheritance that he has for you, the promised Canaan land that he has for you. And I believe that you have received insight from the Lord 
And it's very important to understand that the Lord's going to carry you into this Canaan land experience. And I want to share a key insight that is necessary to bring to pass these revelations that God has shown you, these unveilings, perhaps even prophecies or words that God has given to you. And today we're talking about the fulfillment of these words from the Lord, these personal prophecies. And this is going to be accomplished so much of it through the power of thanksgiving. Praise God. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, let's jump down to 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 9. It says, For by strength no man, no man shall prevail. Very, very fascinating, because this is denoting to us that there is no prophetic word that can be brought to pass in the energy of the flesh, no matter how energetic you are, <laughs> it's beyond your flesh. And I think many of you have come to that realization that really for these promises to come to pass, it's going to take the miracle power of God. You, you're never going to be able to get it done in your own ingenuity or your own fleshly energy. It is only the hand of God that can bring the pass what he declares. Woo, praise the Lord. God is the only one that can do it through his mighty hand. Now, in order to fulfill God's plan, it requires God's hand. Let me say that again. In order to fulfill God's plan, it requires God's hand. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Now, this is not something that's optional, or maybe, uh, you know, you can pull it off on your own. No, it's a necessity that God move or else it's not going to ever be uh, fulfilled or t it's not going to happen, basically. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 8, and we'll see a very clear example of that. We're going to drop down to verse 15, and the person speaking is King Solomon. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who spoke with his mouth to my father David, and with his hand has fulfilled it. How about that? So God spoke a personal prophecy to David. And Solomon is saying, God, you did it. By the power of your hand, it's happened. It has come to pass. And Solomon could see it with his own eyes what had taken place and been fulfilled. By the way, uh, verse 24, Solomon reiterates the same thing again by saying to God, he, he said, you have kept what you promised your servant, David, my father. You have both spoken with your mouth and fulfilled it with your hand as it is this day. And I believe, my friends, the time is going to come. We're just like Solomon. You're going to stand up and say, God, you've done it. Woo! Praise you, Lord. And you did it by the power of your hand. Mm -mm. Glory to God. Now, the fulfillment of personal prophecy, or we could even call it personal promises, things that have been unveiled to you, especially the deeper insight you gained over the Pentecost uh, feast, 
the fulfillment of personal prophecy requires divine intervention. Don't doubt it for a moment. It requires divine intervention. In order for God to intervene in your situation requires that you live a life, or maybe we could call it a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving. Now, over the next 21 days, I want you to be pouring forth great praise, great thanksgiving to God. I mean, you could even thank God that he gave you the seed to sow because the golden oil of prosperity is already touching your seed. God is going to multiply your offering and it's coming back to you, multiplied many times back to you. I believe the hundredfold, God's very best return for your life. And the position that you should take right now is one of thanksgiving for the mighty harvest that God is bringing into your life. I'm talking about specific thanksgiving where you're just saying, God, I thank you for it. I know that it's done. And you, you literally uh, out loud with your mouth, thank God for that thing, that, that mighty thing that you are believing him to do. You're thanking him before you ever hold it, see it, touch it. You are thanking him now. You're thanking him. Woo! Praise God, because he is working on your behalf. Now, let's go to the New Testament, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. This is a beautiful scripture. In everything, give thanks. Let's let that soak into our spirit. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now let's tie something together by going quickly to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. The will of God that must be done in your life is the continual constant giving of thanks. Woo! Praise God. Now again, again, Paul said, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Woo! Praise God. That is, that is God's will for you to be continually giving thanks. Now, verse 36 of Hebrews chapter 10, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise after you have done the will of God. That is Thanksgiving, my friends. You are going to receive the promise. The fulfillment of the promise follows after Thanksgiving. Mm-mm. You must learn to be thankful in order to experience the mighty hand of God. Praise the Lord. Now, here's something beautiful Psalm 22. Many of you have committed this verse to heart. Verse 3, but you are holy. This is in reference to, of course, the Lord. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Pastor Stephen, what does that actually mean? Well, it means that until praise is present, God is absent. Now, you could have the presence of the Lord, but that doesn't mean you have the power of the Lord. 
even before I ever came into Pentecost, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, signs and wonders and miracles, even before that, when I was raised in the denomination that I grew up in, and we were in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, hardly ever missed. I think there was one girl in my, my grade that didn't miss a service three times a week for something like 15 years straight. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> I guess she never had much of a vacation, but I know one thing. She was in the house of the Lord all the time. Maybe she's a preacher today. Who knows? But my friends, I could sit in that church that didn't believe in miracles, did not believe in signs and wonders, did not believe in divine healing, but yet they would preach the gospel that, and they would share the salvation message. And you know what? Sitting in that church, I could sense the presence of God. But although the presence of the Lord was there, there, were, there was no power of miracles being released. Now, yes, we had the miracle of salvation, but I'm talking about those personal areas when you need breakthroughs, maybe a new job or a healing or something like that, or something where you desperately need the hand of God to move in your life. We didn't see that, but there were times when we would sing. I remember one time when I was still in that denomination uh, in my mid-college area, because after that, I, uh, I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, but I, I said in a denomination, same denomination, didn't believe in miracles, tongues, or anything like that. And the the singing in the church one night was just beautiful, and the presence of the Lord was there. And after the pastor preached, the presence of the Lord was so strong, me and a whole bunch of other uh, uh, college-age students, we all got together, and we just kept on singing. And uh, we, we sang for like two hours, just song after song. And, you know, you have hymnals and stuff like that. But we, <laughs> we were just enjoying the presence of the Lord in a church that in some ways could be very dry and uh, in some ways could be very, um, you just never saw what you would call a move of God or anything like that or anything remotely close to it. But we had the presence. But look, if you want the power, you're going to have to pour on the praise or else there's going to be an absence, and you're not going to see these these great signs. You're not going to see the fulfillment of prophecy. It takes more than just the presence. It's going to take the power. So until praise is present, God, in the sense of him moving in power, he's absent. Mm-mm. Praise and thanksgiving prepare the atmosphere for God's intervention in your personal affairs. Mm-mm. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Now, you enthrone God in your praises. You bring God on the scene in your life and praise Him continually, particularly over these next 21 days, because what you have done has caught heaven's attention. The seed that you have sowed, uh, sown, what was done in obedience and in love, and for so many, even in sacrifice. Mm-mm. One lady from Kenya emptied her bank account, needing God to do a miracle, and sowed in faith, praise God, and I believe she'll never have an empty hand for the rest of the days of her life. In the name of Jesus, praise the Lord, and so many of you others, you could have done a million other things with that offering that you sent in, but you sent it in, that Passover, excuse me, that Pentecost offering in faith, and God has seen what you have done, and he will not forget it. And he's going to do a miracle in your life. He's going to do miracles 
plural, hallelujah. But my friends, over the next 21 days, give God your very best, your highest praise, and your most grateful thanksgiving for what he's going to do before you ever see it unfold in your life, because it's going to be big. Mm, 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 mm. Now, let's go to one of my favorite teachings in the Bible that represents this. And this would be found in Luke chapter 17. We're going down now to verse 11. And it says, now it happened as he went to Jerusalem, that he, that would of course be Jesus, passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers who stood far off. So at that time, leprosy was an incurable disease. And if you had it, you were required by Mosaic law to be separated from others, even family members. You had to be separated from them. And you had basically leper colonies or lepers grouping up, you know, to kind of hang out together in their very miserable condition, very sad condition. So it's a, it's a very slow death and it's a very degrading death. And leprosy, there's actually still cases of leprosy today. Um, leprosy does not spread that easily, but it still can spread. And if you're al- around the leper with prolonged contact, you're, you would be susceptible to getting that. Mm-mm. Well, we have 10 of them and they stood afar off, which they were required to do. Verse 13, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. In other words, they're expressing a need, a desire that they have to be delivered from this horrible condition. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. Now this in scripture is what we know as one of the nine gifts of the Holy spirit. And the Holy spirit is manifesting through Christ. And Jesus discerns that leading of the Holy spirit and the Holy spirit has shown him what to do. And this is the release of the word of wisdom pertaining to God's specific plan for your life. It is a word, not a paragraph, not a whole book. It is a word of wisdom. And that word for those lepers is simply go show yourselves to the priest. And anytime, anytime you ever get a word of wisdom from the Holy spirit, as long as you obey it, it is one hundred percent bulletproof. It is one hundred percent fail safe, and it will work every time that you obey it. And of course, we know that it worked for the 10 because they, they obeyed it. Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. Now, some healings are instantaneous. Other healings can take place over a period of time. And this is one of those examples while as they walked, there was a healing that unfolded in their bodies. When it actually started, maybe they couldn't identify that exact minute or when it was completed, maybe they couldn't quite identify that either. But when they got there, they realized that they're good to go. And the priests were trained, of course, through the Mosaic law and the teachings of, uh, you know, how to identify Uh, these various forms of leprosy and what the rules and regulations and all of the requirements that God gave the Moses to explain to uh, the children of Israel, how to deal with it. Well, the priests were experts in that. 
And so if you were cleansed, then you would have to present yourself to the priest so they could certify that you're healed and that you're no longer contagious. And now you can be allowed to go back into the community and pick up on your life the best that you could. But here, where it says they were cleansed, this is the Greek word katharizo. And it basically means that that previous situation is cleansed. It's washed away. It's gone. So they no longer have it. It's not, it's not only something that's not topical or subtopical. It's, not, it's no longer in their blood. It's completely gone and out of their system. They are fully cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. (laughs) We have a lot of uh, underlying messages that we could branch off uh, into because the story is is loaded with a lot of uh, nuggets that you can preach an entire sermon, for example, just on that alone. But I want you to notice the phrase, giving him thanks. Praise the Lord. Thanksgiving is the act of giving glory to God. And thanksgiving needs to be verbally expressed. And somebody might say, well, you know, Pastor Stephen, God knows in my heart that I'm thankful. Well, God also knows that he gave you a mouth and a tongue. And if you're really thankful and you really mean it, don't just keep it in your heart. He expects you to open your mouth and give him glory. And to give him glory is to give him the credit for it and to acknowledge that he's the one that did it, that he's the one that stretched out his hand because nobody, you know, there, there's no doctor that can cure that. That was way beyond medical science, way beyond some of the wonder drugs that we have today. But my friends, he was also so thankful, got on his face before the Lord, thanking him, thanking him. There is something about being thankful that just it just stops God in his tracks. And, you know, you, it, could, it could cause the reaction of something even greater to happen, particularly when you're thanking God and in your heart you realize the, the unlimited power of God. And so you, you're putting that together and you could really be in, I wouldn't even call it icing on the cake. I would call it something even beyond the cake. And that's what happened to this one man. Now, the other nine are cleansed. They can now go back and see, you know, if they were married before, they can go see their wife. They can go see their children. They can go to the synagogue. They can begin to reintegrate back into the social structure that they had been cut off from. And that was also part of the psychological pain of leprosy, separation from loved ones. But my friends, the one is going to get something special because of the Thanksgiving. I just... I just so want you to realize that God knows that you have a Canaan land. God knows that you have crossed over to possess your promises. But as you thank him and thank him, I'm telling you, you're going to see power, which is what the hand of God represents. The hand of God often is used in the Old Testament to be a phrase that is a direct reference to the power of the Holy Spirit or the movement of the Holy Spirit in the lives of men and women. Praise God. Get ready for the hand of God, for the Holy Spirit to move in your life, not just with bringing that beautiful presence of Christ, but also with manifestations of 
power. Mm-mm. Praise the Lord. I feel so good in my heart because I know I'm talking to believers who are not playing around. I know that you're not in this to play games. You're not just in this to, to put on some kind of religious show and say, well, I, you know, uh, you know, I just, um, Lord, I'm stamping my ticket. I'm doing my good deed. No, y- y- your heart is all out for the Lord and for his kingdom cause. And God is not a prankster. God is not a jokester. Yes, God has a sense of humor. God is the originator and author of humor, but God does not engage in cruel humor. God does not engage in, as we would say, messing people around uh, in some kind of a, you know, strange, perverted way just to get a, a, a joke out of it or something like that. When God gives you his word, he means it 100%, and he is going to move in your life. Mm-mm. He is a rewarder, you better believe it, of those who diligently seek him. And when you are lifting up the praise, when you are presenting the thanksgiving, which is a, an expression of giving glory to God, I'm telling you what, there's no limit to the greatness that God can display in your life in that area that you're wanting him to move. I believe he can give you the full package the full package, praise the Lord. And he said to him, Jesus did, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. I like the King James version better. Your faith has made you whole. Now I don't preach from the KJV anymore because there are so many words that have become archaic in our modern day English, uh, not only archaic, the, the, um, where we don't use many of them, but some of the ones that would be used now actually have a totally different meaning. So <laughs> you would have to stop and interpret a whole lot. But some of the older translations, particularly the literal translations, they nail it and they get it right. Because when it says that they were cleansed, that is a totally different Greek word than what is being used here when Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. That is the Greek word. The word whole is the Greek word sozo, and it means to save. But I think we can better describe it by diving deeper into the Greek, and it means to fully save. In other words, this is full salvation saved to the uttermost. So Jesus didn't say your faith has made, has made you to be cleansed. He said, because you've come back and you've, you have worshiped and you have shown thanksgiving to him. He says, your faith has made you whole. And I believe that while the other nine lepers were cleansed, they still had the difficult reminders of what that disease had done to their bodies of how it had ravaged their bodies And, you know, maybe one of the lepers had a missing toe. Maybe another one of the lepers had a deformed ear or something like that. Now the leprosy is all gone, but it still took a heavy hit on you when you had it. But with this man, because of his returning and coming back to the Lord and getting on his face prostrate before God and showing thankfulness, he got what I believe is an expression of wholeness being revealed in what could no other way be that except of a creative miracle where anything that was damaged or messed up, even skin, even body parts or anything like that, are now completely normal and whole. So if his skin was defigured, 
It's not anymore. If he had a couple of missing toenails, they're not missing anymore. And that is whole salvation. And it would have to mean that, or else this is the same word used in the Bible for the word salvation. And it would, and if you're saying this is not the full miracle, then that's like saying when somebody got saved, they only got a half of salvation. <laughs> You'd be like, there's no such thing. You're either fully saved or you're not saved. There is no other half form of sozo. You're either full sozo or there's no sozo. So with this guy, your faith has made you sozo. That is full salvation. You've got the whole thing. Wow. Praise the Lord. Now, God wants to release the whole thing in your life. He wants to give you the package deal where it's everything in it, everything in it. Pastor Stephen, I I sure would like that. Who wouldn't, right? My friends, over the next 21 days, let Thanksgiving stream out of your mouth. Make every, every effort to guard your mouth. Let not one word of complaining or grumbling about circumstances come out of your mouth. If it starts to rise up, catch it and stop it and say, oh, no, no, nothing but thankfulness and joy because God is working a mighty miracle in my life. And I have nothing but thanksgiving uh, to present to him because of that. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And thank him specifically for that area that you are believing him to move in. In other words, faith is always specific. If somebody says, well, Pastor Stephen, I'm just believing God. That's really, um, that's really an unscriptural statement. You don't, you don't find that in the Bible. In other words, if, if you were, if somebody says, I'm just believing God and you ask them, well, what are you believing? They would say, well, you know, I don't really know. I guess I'm just believing. Well, that doesn't even make any sense. There has to be a specific faith, a specific focus. And the area of thanksgiving, use your mouth and open it. And just like this man did, the leper did loud, loud praise. Just say, Lord, I'm thanking you for what you have done. And by faith, I thank you for healing in my body that this disease, this sickness cannot stay in my body. Now, of course, there's other things you can do, cursing the disease and speaking to the mountain and commanding it to be moved. But I'm also talking about God's power being released through copious amounts of praise and overabundant amounts of thanksgiving. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Lord. And just say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for whatever it might be. Lord, I thank you for healing my body. I thank you for restoring my marriage. Lord, I thank you for all of these bills paid off. I thank you for debt uh, destroyed and removed out of my life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody might have a lawsuit and you're you're tangled up in it. And you could just thank the Lord for getting you out of that. And just say, Lord, I thank you for this whole thing unraveling and me being released from it. Praise God. Whatever it might be. But just thank him. Thank him. And I believe, I believe that as you do that, not only will you get your miracle, but you're going to get that fullness of that miracle. You'll get the fullness of it. Praise God. Mm -mm. And that's really how God wants to do it. Praise the Lord. He wants us to have not the half loaf of bread, 
but the full loaf of bread. It's like, it's like having a cell phone, but you have no reception. God wants you to have the phone and the reception. He wants you to have the whole package. <laughs> well, I have a phone. It doesn't work. <laughs> Woo, praise the Lord. He wants you to have it all. And as you thank him, you're, you're going to see him come on the scene. And not just in his presence, but also in his power. Now, look, you want the whole thing. You want the whole thing. You want a full testimony. I've heard testimonies before that people gave that were like 95% right up to the miracle. Uh, and I'm waiting for the other part, you know, that kind of like it happened and it's, uh, and, and there's, they're like, well, we're, we're still trusting God for that. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not a, it's not a full testimony. <laughs> it hasn't even really even happened yet. But the full testimony is when you say, God did it. God did it. Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. And he's going to do it for you. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands right now. Father, I praise you. I thank you for those that are coming off this, this high moment of the Feast of Pentecost with great praise and, and anticipation in their spirit. And now, Father, you have instructed me to let them know that it's time to begin to pour forth praise and thanksgiving. And Father, that as your people do that, your hand, which is synonymous with your spirit, is going to move in power, and there will be deliverance, full deliverance. Praise you, Father, the full package deal. And I pray, Father, that your people will push into this, because often our bodies will say, oh, I'm tired. Often our flesh will suggest, oh, I'm not in a good mood. And our minds will say, well, don't you see the uh, thing over there still? You know, it's not the way it should be. But Lord, in our hearts, we know that you have heard. We know that you have seen our efforts. We know that you're going to move. So Father, let us let us maximize the situation. Let us maximize it by pouring on down the praise and thanksgiving. Let that grace be released upon your people now. High praises for 21 days. Deep thanksgiving. For 21 days, you may even want to get prostrate on your face and thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Get on your knees. Some of you have never done that in your life. You have never prostrated yourself before God. Oh, Pastor Stephen, what if my spouse walked in and saw me? Well, maybe they think you're finally getting spiritual. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Of course, we wouldn't do something like that to be seen. But my goodness, I mean, obviously they, they saw him do it, the, uh, the former leper do it, or else it wouldn't be recorded in the Bible. Praise God. Don't be so concerned about that. Just do it. Uh, break past any religious inhibitions and just say, God, I praise you. I'm desperate. I'm hungry. Hallelujah. Get on your knees, throw up your hands and say, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. I've sowed my seed. Lord, my faith is there and I praise you and I thank you. I thank you for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And by so doing, you'll not only get your miracle, you'll get the fullness, everything packed into it, the bells and whistles, you know, all the all the stuff that you would really like to be uh, attached to it. You know, you're just believing for the thing to be done. But, you know, God can put, he, he can just knock it out of the park for you. Mm, mm, mm. Now, Father, we thank you. We thank you. Let that grace be there for your people. Um, 
You may even want to get up in the, you might want to get a little fun crazy with this. You may want to get up in the middle of the night and just for an hour, do nothing but very quietly go to another room and just thank God. Thank you, Lord. Just tongues and thanksgiving. God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for it. I thank you for it. Hallelujah. And just every, every creative way of thanking him that could possibly come up in your spirit. And the Holy Spirit will help you with that. I tell you, just pour it out. Do creative things. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Push yourself in this area. And you'll, you'll see grace come upon you. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit will undertake. Because <laughs> that's his job, is to reveal Christ. And to see Christ exalted. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, Father, I just thank you for Holy Spirit creativity of expressing thanksgiving. Father, we give you all of the praise. Thank you. And, Father, you're, you're so worthy. You deserve it. You do miracles. When there's no other hope, you do miracles. So thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. I believe you're going to get the full thing. Whew, I really do. Amen. So pour on the thanksgiving and praise. Now, if you're watching today and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you want to get your life right with God and you want to do it right now, my friends, don't wait another day. Right now, make that prayer. Make that call out to God and he'll answer you. Just say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, you died to save sinners. And Lord, I'm a sinner, and I turn from my sin, and I give my heart to you. Come into my life. Write my name in your book of life. Wash all of my sins away. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I take you by faith as my Lord and Savior. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. And he's heard that prayer, and you now belong to him. And it's time for you to thank him. And praise Him for saving your soul. Praise God. Now, as a church family and as believers in Christ, let's take Holy Communion together. Praise the Lord. Grab some unleavened bread. Grab some grape juice. And let's pray over it. Father, we thank you for the bread, the juice. We consecrate it through this prayer and we set it apart as holy. And we thank you that this is now the body, the flesh, and the blood of Christ, our Savior. Oh, God, we thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for a great Pentecost. We thank you for revelation. We thank you for clear vision and that we can run with that. We thank you, oh, God, that we are in the promised land possessing our inheritance. Glory to your great name. And I thank you, Father God, that your people are making great strides forward in your plan for their lives. So, Father, as we receive the body of Jesus, we thank you for fullness, for fullness. And, Father, that's what Jesus gave to us, full salvation, full salvation, not short on anything, not lacking in anything. The covenant covers it all. Thank you for the new covenant. Father, as we receive the body of Jesus, we thank you for the full miracle package. 
the full package in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Let's receive. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus, that it washes all of our sins away. And Father, we ask that if we have committed any sin, that you would forgive us and wash all of our sins away. And Father, we forgive anybody who has sinned against us. We forgive them completely. And we go on with you. Father, we give you praise. We thank you. We thank you, Father, that your spirit is with us, helping us to receive the full inheritance. I, uh, Father, I greatly sense the presence of your angels right now, helping us to go forward into the fullness of what it is that you have for us. We thank you, Father God. And Father, we thank you that the angels love to praise you and love to give thanksgiving to you. But Father, we have a different we have a different blessing because we are sons and daughters who have been redeemed through the blood of Christ. So we, we have a lot to be thankful for because the angels can never experience salvation. It's a mystery they enjoy studying and looking into, but it's, not, it's something they can never experience personally. So, Father, this privilege of praise and thanksgiving is something that uniquely belongs to us as humans because we have been redeemed and you are our creator. And we thank you for saving us through Christ. And we thank you for mighty miracles, specifically the miracle that we are believing you to do. Thank you, Father God, and the fullness of it being expressed. Woo! Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father God. We praise you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord told me to tell those that have struggled with depression, you'll never, you'll never have that battle again. It's gone. Something got broken over Pentecost. Uh, during uh, these few days, during the Feast of Pentecost, depression has left you, and it will never come back. It, it, can't, it won't even be able to catch up with you. <laughs> it won't even be able to find you. <laughs> Woo, praise God. You're in the sunshine. And it's just too bright for those clouds of depression to ever come back. Praise the Lord, you're free. And that freedom will stick. You watch and see. Praise God, especially as a praiser and a constant giver of thanks. That stuff will never touch you ever, ever again. Not even for one day of your life. It'll never come back on you ever again. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. We receive his blood now with great thanksgiving in his name. Amen. Let's receive together. Praise the Lord. Oftentimes, Thanksgiving can also be expressed through song. So don't be surprised because the Holy Spirit is going to give you these little tunes, these little praise songs. and It'll start coming up. Sing them. Just sing them out to the Lord and keep singing. And that, that stream will turn into a river. Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. And of course, when you're caught up in the river, just pour it out. <laughs> God, <I> praise you. 
Woo! Praise the Lord. And when you have the ability in the right setting, uh, you can get loud. Lord, you know, real loud. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I look forward to the great testimonies that I know, that I'm assured that I'm going to hear coming from you. Praise the Lord. So, spend time with the Lord. Thank Him more. Make your best effort to thank Him more than you ever have before over the next 21 days. And I see a very bright future for you. Amen. Thank you for watching. I'll see you back next time.